I remembered something that I have heard a master coach, Rich Litvin, say, and he poses this to the people that he chooses to coach or invites to be in a coaching relationship with him. He says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a clear no. Welcome to the Seeds of Growth podcast. My name is Pumehana Palmer. I'm a mindset and growth coach to new real estate agents, small business owners, and high-achieving female entrepreneurs. I believe that true success happens from the inside out, and I'm on a mission to plant seeds of growth and transformation, one powerful conversation at a time. Each week, I'll bring you a solo episode, interview, or coaching experience with business owners just like you to help you shift your perspective, elevate your beliefs, and build a business that inspires you. Now let's dive into today's episode. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Seeds of Growth. My name is Pumehana Palmer, your mindset and growth coach. Today's going to be a fun episode, reason being that it's it's pretty personal and it's going to get pretty raw because it's still pretty fresh. So let's dive into it. The other week, an opportunity was posed to me and I had to make a very hard decision. To be fair, this opportunity had been posed to me over and over and over again over the course of a year and a half, maybe almost two years. A friend of mine whom I work very closely with in the residential real estate industry here in Hawaii had offered me a position on his team. Now, like I said, he has offered me this. It wasn't a specific position, but he had offered me a place on his team for over a year and a half. Now, The reason why I didn't take it the very first time was because I had been previously on another team, but I left that team maybe about a year ago, actually, almost exactly a year ago, and I have been a solo agent ever since. Now, cut to maybe a few weeks ago when taxes were due and our washing machine decided to flood the entire downstairs of my home the opportunity had been presented again. Hey, Pume, I want you on the team. Come and join the team. Now, I had never really entertained the idea up until this point when it was just the stars aligned and easy money looked really, really appealing. So I decided to take the meeting. Now, the difference is, or the difference was, that before we took the meeting, I had said, I was very clear, and I had said, I am going to have a list of demands, which is not something that I had ever, ever said before in my life before a meeting. It has taken me, how old am I, 35 years to be able to come to the table with someone who had offered an opportunity meeting them halfway and knowing my own worth. Every other time that someone had said, come join me or let's do this together, I came with the narrative of or the mindset of who do you need me to be and I'll be that person. The fact that somebody had desired me was enough and I had caved or I would cave in to the desire. Now, I put together my list of demands, and it was a productive conversation and an enlightening conversation at that. But I wasn't 100% sure. At the end of that 
conversation, I had said, I am 78% sure that I wanted to join the team. 78% is a very odd number. I, I understand that, but I wasn't quite 75%. I was more than 75%, but I wasn't quite 80. 78 seemed like a happy and optimistic medium. So a few days after I had that conversation, I'm still doing work for him, one of them being contracts. And I did write up a contract for him. The interesting thing was that for whatever reason, it took so much time that I wasn't finished with it until 9.30 in the evening. And that was a problem because it was a Friday night. And in my family, Friday nights are very special. It's the end of the week. We get to spend time with each other. Typically, it's, you know, a movie night with me and the girls and my husband. And there's ice cream. And it's it's a fun night with the family. I had blew past their the whole night. I had blew past their nighttime routine. And I was annoyed. That in itself was a red flag. And I had thought to myself, hmm, I'm not even on the team. And this happened. I had also talked to one of my coaches and another mentor prior before. And my coach had even asked, hey, how is this moving you toward your goals? And the interesting thing is that within The conversation that I had with that team leader, I had laid out my goals and he said, I can help with this one. I can help with this one. I can help with this one. But the key one wasn't even really on the table. So that was another flag. And then Saturday morning came around, still feeling pretty peeved, you know, because of what had happened the night before. And I had even talked with my husband. I said, Hey, I really don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on this one because I had spent almost six years building somebody else's dream. I was on somebody else's team, building somebody else's dream, pushing my dreams to the side. I don't even know if I was pushing my own dreams to the side. I think I was so consumed with this other person's dream and how much of a visionary he was that I didn't even believe that I could have my own dreams at the forefront. I was busy building somebody else's dream. And when I had that realization, that was a little bing, just a little light bulb moment. So cut to Saturday morning, I'm at the gym, and then I had an interesting realization. It was one of the first things that my coach had me do. One of the first exercises that my personal coach had me do, and it was figuring out my filter question. And for me, it's not specifically a question, but it's more of a filter feeling. And I know my personal definition and feeling of success. To me, success is feeling excited, feeling hopeful, and feeling accomplished. First and foremost, when I thought about this opportunity, I was not excited. I was actually feeling dread because I was like, I'm going to be so much more busy. It was actually really interesting because earlier in the week, my coach had asked me, do you want to be busy or do you want to be purposeful? 
And without hesitation, I said, I want to be purposeful because I know that there is a big difference between feeling purposeful and being busy. So when I thought about that filter, I thought about success and I realized that I don't feel excited. And then I thought, do I feel hopeful? No. (laughs) Two out of the three very important feelings that I feel when I am successful or is within my definition of success, we're out the door. And then I remembered. I remembered something that I have heard a master coach, Rich Litman, say. And he poses this to the people that he chooses to coach or invites to be in a coaching relationship with him. He says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a clear no. And I've used that before with clients. I have. And it feels damn good. That's what I thought to myself. If it's not a hell yes, it's a clear no. I wasn't excited. I wasn't hopeful. And it wasn't a hell yes for me. And then I could confidently say, I'm sorry. I'm not going to move forward with this. I've gotten to a point in my life in which I will disappoint others before I will disappoint myself again because I have disappointed myself over and over and over again. And it's not fair to the little Pumehana. And I'm not going to do it anymore. I refuse to do that anymore. And my biggest takeaway from this experience is figuring out my standard operating procedures, my filter questions for making a big decision. And I want to share that with you guys. So step one is for me to check in with my body. What emotions am I feeling and where am I feeling them? Beforehand, I had felt annoyed and heavy. And for me, I know that my warning sign is when I feel a heavy sensation or just a contracting sensation in my chest. I have some clients who feel a pit in their stomach or a visceral gut feeling that something's off. Some people feel a buzzing in their head and our body knows. I know that I take on the identity that I am the type of person who listens to her body. And step one for me is grounding myself in what I'm feeling in my body. Step two is reminding myself my definition of success. Everybody's definition of success is different. For me, success is a feeling because material items are fleeting and can be empty. So I know this about me and this might be different for you. There's a lot of people out there where their definition of success is a number on their bank account, is the kind of car that they have in their garage or their driveway, and I offer no judgment at all. At the end of the night, you go to sleep with you and your version of success. For me, it's a feeling. My definition of success is, or my feeling of success is feeling excited and hopeful and a sense of accomplishment. So like I said, when I ran it through that filter, I didn't feel excited. I was not hopeful. 
And I felt like I was feeding into somebody else's sense of accomplishment and building their dreams. So that right there, that was another red flag for me. Lastly, it was a very, very simple mental model, if you will. Step three, if it's not a hell yes, it's a clear no. Very, very simple. And I'd also like to clarify, the clear no is not necessarily a defiant line in the sand is drawn, no, I'm not going to do this. It's a kind and simple, not for me. No, thank you. I'm choosing no. And there's so much love and kindness that was behind that. And it was very easy. Obviously, it wasn't easy, but it was easier to push myself to have that uncomfortable conversation because it was coming from a place of love for myself and commitment to my goals and dreams. And I think that is something incredible for us entrepreneurs and business owners to be able to cultivate this skill. In one of my other episodes, I had said that when we make an ask, when we ask for people's business, it becomes much easier when we know what we're going to do with that ask, when we know what we're going to do with that business. We are building our businesses committed to purpose, committed to values and passion. And it's so much easier for us to show up in uncertainty and in uncomfortable spaces with a sense of commitment to our business and our purpose. So friends, I hope that you use this takeaway or these takeaways as a framework for yourself. Use this simple process, my standard operating procedure for making a decision. And I wish there was a sexier way for it. I'm sure that there is. But right now, what is coming to mind for me is this is my SOP for making hard decisions. One, tap into your body. Get grounded in what you are feeling and where you are feeling it. Step two, remind yourself what success looks like to you and make sure your decisions are moving you in that direction. Your step three is likely going to look very different or sound very different, but for me, it's like an all-encompassing roundup question of, hey, if it's not a hell yes, it's a clear no, because I want to be excited about my life. Don't you? Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate the time that you take to spend with me and I'll see you on the next one. Aloha. Thanks so much for listening. If this episode served you, please do me a small favor and head to your favorite podcast platform to rate and review the show. Your small act will play an exponential role in getting these powerful conversations out into the world. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at at Pumehana Palmer and DM me with your insight and takeaways. See you next time. Aloha.